Let's put that genie back in the bottle. Paint with the colors of the wind, bitch. It's time for two finger point. Power daddy. Our shoes are in the fun. Extra magic hours, which we in turn called extra tragic hours. People call them the naked bull rat. Did you really just two finger point? Here are your hosts, Amber and Kylie. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Finger Point. I'm Amber. Kylie's out today. She's actually on her way moving across the country, so we wish her safe travels. Today we brought back... It's Eric, and I'm Eric. thrilled to be back. Yay! We're excited to bring him back. So we both have the magic uh, passes, magic key passes for Disney, so I thought it would be a good time to bring him back and kind of get his kind of opinions and scoop on uh, being a new key holder. So yeah. The club of seeing all those people at Disneyland and you're wondering, how are you guys here doing all this stuff without stressing and just having a good time? Well, the trick is you get a key pass. I know it does. And you said it felt exclusive. It does feel exclusive. It feels like we have the secrets to to being a Disney um, Disney guest. Um, you don't have to like if you don't want to wait in line, it doesn't feel like you have to because, you know, you're coming back. I think that's the. Yeah the ease of it all it's a very laissez-faire type of feeling when you don't have to rush to everything and feel like you're missing anything just stroll around wait for a, a ride to seem like it's at a, a, a low point hopping casually it's it's great I'm i'm loving it so far especially with the so we went yesterday guys um we went what was yesterday this 17th of June and it was a really hot day here in California it's been pretty cold and gloomy out here and we just happened to hit it on a really sunny hot day so um it was nice to not be rushing on some a day like that <laughs> it might have been nicer to just wait in some of those lines instead of walking around as much as we did <laughs> you're probably right though I will say so I think we've learned or at least I find have kind of found like the hack or the the key secret to like pirates. I've noticed when it's 30 minutes or less, ride pirates because it's not it's not usually 30 minutes long. That the way that that queue goes and the way the line is, it's constantly moving so fast that like it doesn't I don't think you ever stay in that line for longer than like 20, 25 minutes because each boat, I think I was like counting when we were in line, it's like an average of like around 20 people per boat and when you've got like five of them all lined up right there, when they start smacking into each other, that's like a hundred people right there. So. It'd be interesting to get a list of all the rides that are on conveyor belts that, that do that, who for the most part, continue to move yeah. while letting passengers on and off. Sometimes they have to stop for technical difficulties. Um, but oh, and there's quite a few rides there there's uh, that I can think of. Um, but well, like your of, I can Buzz think Lightyear. Of Buzz Lightyear. Um, it's a small world after all. Haunted. Haunted Mansion. Um, there's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, does the Snow White ride keep riding or does it, sit, it stop? We just rode that ride. I can't remember if it yeah. stopped. I think that it stopped. No, it, I don't think it did. I think it was a conveyor belt. Okay. Little Mermaid. Oh, definitely Little Mermaid. Yeah. That's why that one constantly has like a five, 10 minute wait like on it because it's just one of those ones that keeps moving. 
which is nice. It, it helps with keeping the lines down so you don't have to um, get those lightning passes either. Because that's another thing I wanted to bring up too, is since we've been, and since we've been magic key holders, we actually haven't gotten the lightning lane pass again. Um, I don't think, you know, unless we just like had people come with us who felt that they wanted to ride more rides, like then I would say, maybe let's get it. But for us just to go for a day or for even just an afternoon, half a day, I just don't feel like it's worth it. Me neither. I don't think I'm going to get a genie pass, even if it was with a group of people, you know, let them go on that ride. It, I'll wait on the next one. There's other things to do, especially if you're with family. I guess that's true. I mean, I guess it just really depends. Like sometimes I just really want to get on those rides that I don't want to wait for like Indiana Jones, like the last time we were there, it's, I mean, it's constantly a 65 minute wait and I just, yeah. I hate waiting that long. But after they started doing this, uh, get the genie pass and then you can also pay extra so you can get the, the star Wars ride, um, mm -hmm. the rise of resistance one. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, get the genie pass and you can pay for getting the additional rise of the resistance extra genie pass like how many other rides are they going to do this with i don't know as far as disneyland goes but i know they have like a tron ride that they just kind of came out with a few months ago mm. and people there was there was like a um like a wait list something they had like a whole system going for it where because I, I don't really exactly remember but that was one of those ones that you would pay extra for too um, to get on that ride. I don't know what the Tron ride is exactly, but that's one of those ones that that's a premium as well. But I don't think Disneyland has as many rides for that option for an option that people would want to pay a premium for. Like I'm trying to think if there was anything else or is anything else that I would want to pay for. And I can't think of anything, not even in California adventure. Another thing I like about having the pass um, along with what we're talking about is that you can try all these different uh, routes about going through your day at the park mm -hmm. and feel like freely to, to take a chance at this maybe not working. Um, or maybe you found something that was really unique and you'd want to share with someone else, such as uh, one, one route I like to take at a certain time is before the parade is starting. I would like to take the um, the railroad uh, train that goes around the Disneyland park. Mm -hmm. And when you take that, I don't want to, I don't want to give away, but that's a, a really good ride. The railroad train, um, it's, it's really relaxing, takes you around the park. And at the very end, there's a very nice treat, a very uh, unique part of that ride that they've, it's a classic part of the railroad ride. Yeah, it's a cute ride. It's fun. And it's a nice place to cool off where, like he said, you can kind of, and it has stops where you can stop off at different lands and just kind of either get in or get out. So if you just don't want to walk all the way across to uh, Frontierland or New Orleans Square, it'll take you there and you can just get popped off over there in just a few minutes. But if you time it just right, you can have it let you out right at where the parade is going. So at, usually at the Main Street entrance where you'll get off the railroad. Train. There's a great place to watch the parade 
on the upper level. Oh and... yeah, right there on the balcony, right uh, right in front. And they don't move you, which is nice. Yeah, you can get uh, right up to the rail railing. Usually there's not a lot of people up there because they, they, most people on the bottom level think that it's closed off for re reservations or something. Um, and that's a that's a, a really interesting route that I would like to take again, maybe find a different place to let out, maybe watch a different area of the parade or fireworks show, or hopping on, on two rides during the parade or fireworks show. Timing that out is is something that you you can do with the pass and just kind of figure out what's the best place to go to when the parade is happening. What's the best food to go go get? When's the best time to do that? And you can and figure just, all this stuff mm -hmm. out. And where the best place just to be is in general too. Exactly. I think we're kind of figuring, and also I think with timing things too, we're timing out when the best times to be in the park are too for us. We're testing out, you know, being there at noon, being there at 5 p.m., you know, coming, you know, in the early morning, which we haven't done that yet. But I mean, that's another thing we could test too. So we're just seeing like when the best time to be there is where you can kind of get different things done, um, which I think is fun too, because yeah, it just, it gives you a different experience each time. And I feel like you, like you can't get through everything each time. So it's nice to kind of have a new experience each time. It doesn't feel um, overplayed or like you're doing the same thing continuously in a routine. I'm still, I'm still feeling pretty casual about going. There's, I haven't created list of things that I would like to start doing yet, even though there is, I want to start creating a list or what I originally thought was I'm going to uh, try everything, go on every ride, mm -hmm. try each food or each beverage, you know, at least once. It feels jarring and hard to do. I feel like, cause, and also Disney changes by season too. So it'd be really hard to kind of keep up with that. I'll try. Uh, okay. So yeah, speaking of different foods and things, because you were talking about wanting to kind of try everything. So being Magic Key holders, we finally got into our exclusive club. So at Disneyland, they have something called the Magic Key Terrace. I don't know if you guys heard me talk about it a little bit with Kylie. And it's a little place up at the top um, above the Golden Vine Winery over off Pacific Wharf. And it's really hard to get into. The walk-up list is almost always overcrowded, but I literally was holding my phone as we were walking by and just kept pressing refresh and somebody happened to drop their reservation. So we, we got in. Um, Eric, do you want to kind of give your experience of what you thought and then I'll give mine? Yeah. I, like what you were saying, I thought that's pretty crazy how, how, how difficult it is to get into this terrace. Um, like you said, we have to be nearby so that we can then see if we if there's reservations available, and you have to s stay nearby to keep checking if there are. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost very lucky if you do get it. That's what it feels like. It, it, we got lucky. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they do that on purpose, but so starting getting in there, if it, it's a nice feeling knowing that you got lucky getting in, um, especially when there's a, usually a crowd of people who are pretty upset or ornery about how they are not getting in. We were one of those uh, upset we crowds were, one time because we, yeah. <laughs> we walked up trying to be cool and we were like, hey, you know, walk up list, you know, you guys got anything, you know, what you got available. And they're like, I live in California. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, absolutely not. And I think the funny thing is like, 
they we feel exclusive, but they know like we're California natives for the most part, or we're at least fairly local where we're going to come back. So it's kind of like, if we don't get in today, we'll come back. So they don't feel as bad telling us to like get lost because, you know, just keep trying, like you'll be back. That was the attitude was, yeah, you'll get what you deserve. You'll, (laughs) you'll be, you'll be back. Don't worry. But it does. So I think the exclusivity starts with the fact that like, they're like, one, do you have a reservation? Then immediately after they're like, can I see your magic key pass? And you're like, what? So they have to scan you in, like at least one of you has to have it. And it's not enough for you to have been able to get a reservation because I guess anyone can still book the reservation, but I guess only one person has to have the pass. So they still have to check you. So you feel cool. Like, yeah, let me, you know, here's my card. And then as for the, um, the food. Mm hmm. I have a feeling we're going to be going there a few times, so I don't want to overdo it on getting a whole bunch of things there at once. Uh, this time, I feel like we tried the charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. That was I, a good place to start, I think. Yeah. Have a have a nice beverage. Have some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell them about your favorite part of the charcuterie board? <laughs> they had a... I wish I knew what the cheese was called. But I do, too. It, it was a cheese that was um, rubbed in in coffee grains, maybe roasted in them, and all around the rinds of the of the cheese, and every bite was sweet and savory. Man, that was some wonderful cheese. Oh, and uh, it was like every... a really sharp cheddar too. So it, and it was aged, so it paired really well with that like kind of sweet slash bitterness of the coffee. It all just kind of intertwined really well, and it was something like. You wouldn't expect that would pair well together, but all together, you're just like, whoa. So definitely a nice place to relax, um, get a, a nice treat. They had short ribs that I'm looking forward to trying next time. Um, that did look good. What else? I'm trying to think what else they had. They had like steak and potatoes. Um, the They had the queso birra flatbreads instead of of tacos which I love that meat. So I'm just curious, like what the flatbread version would taste like, I guess. So yeah. And the drinks Yep, next time. Yeah. And the drinks. So they were good, but they definitely packed a punch, which I think is kind of nice in a sense, like, um, because you're paying like 20 bucks for a drink. I think my drink was like 17 or 18 bucks. So yeah, they definitely pack a punch with putting in a healthy dose of alcohol and they limit you to two drinks which i can see why because if they're packing that much in there you don't need more than two in my opinion so not the most kid-friendly part of disneyland or california adventure i mean charcuterie board what kid loves doesn't love a charcuterie board <laughs> now there were some kids next to us that were like "Ooh, what is that cheese <laughs> you're right uh i mean I feel like California Adventure is definitely geared more towards adults, in my opinion, anyway. It's definitely, you know, kid-friendly, of course. Any part of Disney will be. But I think that's kind of the escape route for teenagers and adults. So I think that's kind of nice, and I think that kind of gives you a breather. Though we did have some kids up there that were being a little bit loud, but, I mean, they weren't that loud, so... No, no. I mean, a lot of parents will, will usually bring their babies up there. Mm-hmm. which is fine, which is absolutely great. Uh, and you just hope that you don't get next to one of the crying babies. True. Because if, if you tried so hard to get up there and then you have to sit next to a crying baby and you don't have anywhere else to sit. Yeah. Well, that's part of Disneyland, though. That's the... 
Yeah. And that's like, get mad about crying babies. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like, I used to, and I'm still working on it, get very short tempered sometimes in Disneyland because sometimes the kids will, you know, be getting restless or they'll, you know, be unaware of their surroundings, just being kids. And, you know, as adults, we get frustrated sometimes. And I have to remember that Disney's not built for me. It's built for them. Yeah. And I'm a big kid. You you basically are, are describing me in big kid form. (laughs) yeah yeah that's probably true too that's kind of funny to think about but yeah so I have to I have to remind myself that it's they all everyone means well we're all here to have a good time and maybe we're not being the most self-aware of what's happening but we're all here to have to have fun and we're not meant we're not trying to start any fights here do you agree (laughs) I mean I hope you agree they they have ample police force ready to take care of any kind of outside or inner inside disturbances um that's true that's true and some you can't even see you see disney security and some of them are just lurking where you don't even know um so you know all right moving on so eric we brought you back here we've been talking food we talked magic key terrace but we need you to defend your love for turkey legs here because we are not, you know, turkey leg stands here. Kylie and I, we're not the biggest fans, so we need you to defend your turkey leg here. Okay. So whoever gets a turkey leg has to be completely um, devoted to it because it's quite the task of, of eating one of those turkey legs. And then continue on with the rest of your day. I fear that a lot of wasted turkey legs uh, happen at Disneyland. Because mm-hmm. I know why you girls, you girls don't like it. Because there's a lot of tenants in them and, and get a little messy. Um, well, that's my stance. But also, I know, I I mean, I can't fully speak for Kylie. I'll have, we'll have to double check and confirm her opinion. But she did also, from what I recall, serve them on the ODD carts. So I think she's used to that smell Ooh you know, having to be around it constantly. So I think for her, it's a little bit more elevated. And I don't know where else you're going to get a nice turkey leg like that. Maybe that's a fair. I was going to say medieval times, but like how often are you going there any more than and you are Disney? And, and they do <laughs> they do a, a chicken. Oh, fun fact. Good to know. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I think the whole thing is like you have, there's an art to being able to eat part of your turkey leg and continue on with your day, like you said. And also there's an art to storing it because I notice a lot of people, um, if you do get a turkey leg, there has to be a correct way to store it so that if you're not going to finish it, it doesn't kind of get all over your bag or whatever, you know? I don't know. It's hard It's hard to store something like that for the whole day. Sometimes it's, it's such a shame that they probably do waste a lot of turkey legs. I've seen that the best way is bring yourself either a gallon or a half gallon bag and just put that turkey leg in there when you're done, zip lock that bad boy up and keep it moving. I'm probably going to do that on one of our trips. I'm going <laughs> to say, all right, you go, you go get your candy. I'll be right back. And I'm going to go get my turkey leg. <laughs> I do love the candy, uh, the candy place right there on main street. It's so hard to not get something there. I'm a sweet nut though. Everybody knows that. Um, let's see what else. So pin trading. So as far as like pins go and all that, we've started with our, I would say we started collecting pins recently. I don't know if we're fully ready to start pin trading yet. I know Eric might be more ready than I am. I know he's kind of, he amped me up for this. Um, I am, I, I am not ready to pin trade yet. Okay. 
Um, I need to read the rules to you. Yeah, again, I need too. I need to understand more of what pins I I'm trying to trade. I'm sure the the Disney cast isn't gonna jit me out of a a good pin. They're gonna be no. like, oh no, you're, you're not gonna trade this silver pin for your pink pin or whatever the levels are. There's but, uh, a yeah, there's a whole list of rules which I'll read off in a minute. But yeah, there's like a there's like a moral to it, basically code of conduct here that says like what you can and can't do so and also especially cast members they're 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 trading with disney pins that aren't even their own so i don't know if you ever had to hold, have a lanyard but in uh quick service i had a lanyard that i wore and i could trade with people if they wanted to but it wasn't my pins it was disney's and at the end of my shift you gave it back oh wow okay so that makes sense Mm-hmm. So basically any any of those pens, if anyone wants to trend, it, trade with you, you have to, for as long as it upholds to the trend, the, wow, why can't I say pin trading? As long as it upholds to like the etiquettes or rules of pin trading, then that cast member has to trade with you within the rules. But yeah. you can only trade with that cast member twice, but I'll read those rules later. Um, but aside from the pin trading, it's just, um, they're just such a neat item to collect because they do they do a good job of making sure their quality is high standards like they're gonna last these pins are gonna last a long time um that's true i don't think it's it's so much of getting it for the value more mm-hmm. of just the the personal memento sake or maybe you you actually think this one is is worthy of of keeping around that it is unique uh and especially when it says limited series collector's edition it makes it feel like very exclusive like they only made so many of them yeah they i I have yeah i have rules right now i'm only going for two pins a day when i go i broke the rule last time so (laughs) i was gonna say i'm laughing at you i go i I will not be able to get to be able to get pins that's my fault that's that's okay (laughs) Ah, you're upholding to such standards that like i just i don't know i just like i'm going with the flow if i like a pin i'm getting it I am being very picky with myself too, because yeah, I'm finding some that I feel will uphold the sense of time in the sense, like when I look back at it, I kind of remember where it comes from. So like, for example, right now, Disney is doing their Disney 100 years. So I got one of the pins for that, where it was Mickey and Minnie and they were in the colors, you know, are for the 100 year, if you guys don't know, it's purple and silver. So it's a completely silver pin um mickey and minnie are wearing purple and then mickey and minnie are actually sparkly um sparkly silver so it's kind of cool so things like that where you look back and and fun fact sorry i keep like going back and forth the pins we learned they have manufacture dates of when these pins came out do you remember when we were looking at this eric yeah which is so cool yeah one that's from 2008 Mm mm-hmm so neat so like um the ones that we just got most of those were from you know 2023 but there was um another pen that i had from like 2016 so it's just cool to kind of see when they started manufacturing these pins and when we look back we'll be like oh wow i remember 2023 when i got this pen or you know whatever so and i and i have one of the only things i even kept from um from my working at Disneyland was a pin that it's pretty it's a pretty nice pin to have. It's from the 50th uh Disneyland anniversary from the Disneyland Park being open. 
And that's the year that I was working. That's really cool. And I think what's really cool is that they specifically, your pin was gold on the back versus the normal silver. So if you get cast yeah. member exclusive pins, they're gold on the back versus a normal silver one that you could buy in the parks or trade. So it's, and it says cast this, member exclusive. This one is, yeah. Cast member exclusive, which is, it's cool. I think that's really cool. That's something that you have that, you know, of course, people who are working in the park at that time have, but like, not everybody can have that type of a pin. And, and that's what's neat about a lot of the pins that come out and where the FOMO comes from. Um, yeah, these pins aren't going to be remade later. Uh, whatever limited amount they have, that's it. And then they'll come out with more, obviously. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. Um, I mean, speaking on that, I have an Aurora pin. And I don't know for what reason I was looking for her in the parks when we were there this weekend. And I came home and I looked at my pins and I was like, wait a minute, I have her. Why Why am I looking for her? But they don't make her anymore. Aurora is not one of the right. ones they make. They have like a um, like a headshot of her, but not like a full body pin that's like, you know, smaller. They they don't make her like that anymore. So yeah. I was like. So if you're, if you're at the park and you're thinking, oh, do I want to get a pin? I, you know, there's that character I like. I really like that pin, but, you know, I'm sure they just have pins like this all the time. No, they probably don't. So it's cool that you got that Aurora pin or we got it at mm -hmm. that time because uh, now we would definitely would have wanted it and it's not there. Exactly. So. so I think that's cool with the pin trading where it's it's a kind of hobby too that isn't overbearing in the sense of like holding on to it and collecting it. You know, some things are really hard to have a space for. And I think like it's easier to kind of make space for the pins that you want to collect. You know, whether you put them on a backpack yeah. Or you make like a board form or something, or you get a lanyard. I'm definitely looking forward to getting further into the uh, world of pin trading or pin collecting. Me too. I don't know which direction I want to go. I feel like I might kind of do both, but I think if I pin trade, I think it'll be pretty casually. Like, I think I'm going to be more focused on getting the pins that I want for myself. And then I might, I don't know. I saw like the mystery bag pins and stuff. From all the pins that I've seen them trading, they all seem to be the same pins. So I'm not yeah. sure where you get the unique pin from, or if maybe all the pins that I'm I'm seeing that the cast members who trade pins that those cast members have, even though they all are, are all the same that they have them, maybe those get changed out. So I would season, assume that they'll get these this set, and then the next season they'll get a new set, and everyone will have that set, and you try to trade with with them as much as you can, I guess, until that set's gone. That's the only thing I could think of right now. That makes the most I sense. Haven't figured it out yet. No, I mean, there's a whole culture to this pin trading that like just blows my mind. I mean, do you remember we saw, oh my gosh, we were at the park one evening. There was this little kid who had like this whole little like uh, hustle business of pin trading. He was just like, he oh, had a that mission. kid was on the move. Yeah, he <laughs> he's, he's an up and comer in the in the pin trading world. You can see it. Oh my God. Um, How old do you think he was? I mean, relatively speaking, I thought he was like eight, but he was probably 12. Eight going on 25. I don't know. <laughs> he had a clear backpack with all these pins. And I mean, with these the adults. The backpack was bigger than he was. Oh, I know. And he's having these like adult conversations with them talking about how um, like, you know, let's pin trade here and I'll meet you on Tuesday. I'll be here at noon. And it's like, what are you talking about, little dude? <laughs> I want to trade with that kid. I'm scared of that kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a whole culture behind it. I mean, I thought 
I thought it was us at Disney, the adults who kind of grew up and needed something kind of a hobby for us to do. But I guess we're having children and we're teaching them too. And they're, they're out hustling us. <laughs> so it's cute, but it's terrifying. We've actually gone, you know, quite a bit in the past month. Um, mm -hmm. There are people who go every single day. It, it seems like a lot, I know, but, but, but maybe they, they, they found the, uh, the magic, like the magic the, key. Uh, they, they found the... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I fear almost taking some of the magic away, going too much, but like I almost feel addicted and I can't stop. I don't I do know too. if I could just a little bit, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't know that I would want to go every day because I think that would get exhausted for me. If they have some way of supporting themselves, then uh, if I had some way of supporting myself and I could go every single day, I, I might. I mean, technically speaking, we still could go every day. We'd just be at different times. Like some days we could take off work and some days you would just go every day after work. I mean, it's possible. I don't want to do you, it. Yeah, you would get so jealous if I could go without you. Oh, I would be, yeah, I'd be really jealous. I'd be like, what? I'm sitting here working and you're, no. But then I would start doing it to you in the evening or something or midday. It would just become a whole thing. We'd <laughs> battle it out. Yeah, we're, we'll go together. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best choice. Uh, it's funny. All right, guys. So, um, hmm. What are we talking about? Pin trading. Do we want to give them the rules? If you want the rules, I mean, they're kind of on every Disney blog. I don't think you guys want us to sit here and like spiel them out to you. They're pretty basic, you know. Just don't be, you know, don't be a jerk when pin trading and pin trade, you know, for the same value of the pin that you're trading, basically. Yeah, they um, definitely don't don't hide the rules anywhere. They actually have it posted on the front door of one of their pin trading posts. Yeah, the most famous one, the Frontierland pin trading post, which is like where everyone kind of sits out and does trading. But yeah, so I think they say like, you, and also you can't trade pins for money. You have to trade pins for pins. So there's no, <laughs> there's no shysty stuff going on. This is Disney. This is pin for pin. Um, yeah, and just, you know, be be kind. I mean, think about how you would feel if someone took one of your like important pins and stuff. You know, be courteous. All right. All right. So Eric, today for our game quiz whatever you want to call this yeah game quiz okay game quiz <laughs> um so i sent it to you we should try to do a quiz party again see if we can quiz party it up um it's all i ask that you answer these questions and we'll treat you to a tasty nostalgic disney dessert i know you're not a big sweet fan but nostalgic so i thought you know you might get a dole whip you might get something something Ooh. crazy here so quiz party check it out do i need to click on it Yes. Are you in there? Okay, here we go. All right. Start the party. Here we go. All right. And so for YouTube, you guys can see that I'm sharing my screen, obviously, so you guys can follow along. And then for our audio listeners, I'll read the questions and we'll read out the answers. So naming the quiz just again is all I ask is that you answer these questions and we will treat you to a tasty nostalgic Disney dessert. So pick the afternoon class you'd like to take. Ballroom dancing, still life painting, archery, sailing, 
sewing, mythology, baking, guitar lessons. Wow, there's a lot of these. Wood, world literature, wood literature. Wow. World literature and international business. They give us a lot of options. Okay. You know what you're picking? I know what I'm picking. (sighs) Okay. What are you picking? Go with my weakest subject, which is going to be international business. Interesting. I I have dabbled in just about all the rest of these other little things. I'm I'm really interested in mythology, but I also really enjoy baking. And I feel like a fun afternoon class would be baking. Yeah, I'll go baking. I'll go baking. Why not? Pick a fruit for an afternoon snack. Peaches, lingonberry, pears, plums, strawberries, mangoes, apples, raspberries, blueberries, or a watermelon. They're giving you quite a variety in this quiz. Yeah, I'm going with pears. Apples are just like a go-to for me. I'm going to go apples. Okay. Pick a TV show to binge watch. Oh, we already know yours. I can already see it. <laughs> Sparking Joy with Marie Kondo. Survivor. The Masked mm. Singer. Bridgerton. Loki. The Handmaiden's Tale. Big Brother. Fuller House. House of the Dragon. Or Wednesday. There's only one show of those that I have not seen. Can you guess which show it is that I have not seen, Amber? Hmm. Okay, let's see here. I'm going to guess that you haven't seen Wednesday. I have. You have? I have. I've seen, yeah. What's, what's Catherine Zeta-Jones? Wait, you watched it without job. me? I watched the whole thing. It was just like a little bit. I've, I've dabbled in all this stuff here. But the only one I have not seen any bit of whatsoever is... Is I watched all Loki is the handmaid's tale. I've not seen one episode or scene of that show. Everything I wouldn't else, have surprised. I mm-mm. seen a few episodes of Brickerton, Mass Singer, Loki, Fuller House, all these things. I would have thought that you TV. did. I would have thought that you've seen Handmaiden's Tale. So that's surprising to me. But what are you picking to binge watch? Handmaid's Tale. Really? I'm going to throw you for a loop because none of these are really in my normal realm. And if I'm going to binge watch something, I'm going to pick Survivor. Because out of all these shows, I don't know that... I really never did get into that Wednesday show. But I think if we're binge watching, I'd rather pick Survivor. Okay. Which city you'd love to have dinner in? Guanacaste, Costa Rica? I could be watching that. Banff, Alberta, Canada. Uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Rome, Italy. New Orleans, Louisiana, Cancun, Mexico, Shanghai, China, Berlin, Germany, Oslo, Norway, or London, England. Where would you want to go? I, just based on the food, not even based on just like where I'd want to explore, because I want to explore like almost all of these places. I'm kind of in between China and Germany, and I kind of want to go with Germany. So I'm thinking Germany. What about you? Germany it is. Oh, okay. All right. Pick your dinner. Tomato galette, gillette, galette, um, vegetable gumbo, full roast dinner, pork chops and apples, tacos, cheese ravioli, French onion soup, burgers, grilled fish and salad, butter chicken. Now that's just unfair, adding butter chicken. That's literally one of my favorite dishes ever. 
So everything else like goes away. That's butter chicken. I love butter chicken. Are you joking? I don't know if I can turn down a grilled fish. Oh, you do love a good grilled fish. I don't know though, because I really love tacos too. What does it say? Pick your dinner. Mm, tacos are more of a lunch for me. Butter chicken's a nice hearty dinner. So I'm going butter chicken. Definitely. Okay. Pick a drink to pair it with. Iced tea, apple cider, cappuccino, chocolate milkshake, lemonade, beer, cold pressed juice, wine, soda, virgin pina colada. I guess we would have to go with with butter chicken. I don't know. That's Are you eating butter chicken? Ice, Is that what you tea? picked? Did oh, you I pick... have to go with what I get. Okay. Oh, with what I get. And then I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm surprised you're not picking lemonade. It depends on how my fish is seasoned i guess i don't think we have to get this in depth with it i think <laughs> okay fine 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 i will get a can't you see it on your screen don't you have to pick on your screen have you not been doing that this entire time <laughs> your your screen is the screen that's on oh okay oh my god okay this is what happens when we let eric loose <laughs> And he doesn't follow directions. I, this is why I didn't read the list on pin trading because he wouldn't have listened to the rules anyway. He's not a rule like listener. He's a I rebel. I like to figure things out as I go. I, I thought we were uh, doing this like together. Okay. No, but really, how, how do I set up mine so that I can even pick it? It didn't say start the party or like anything? Well, yours took over and even went on full screen on mine. I'll exit full screen. All right, so let me just pick these real quick and catch up. Okay, I'm at I'm at selecting a drink. Okay, so okay. what are you picking for your drink? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with wine. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna go with iced tea, which I'm turning into sweet tea. That's what I mean by iced tea. I don't mean just boring tea. All right. So this is for your dinner. You're gonna have a tea. Yeah, I'll have a sweet tea with my butter chicken. Not complaining. Sweet tea is the same thing as iced tea. It's just sweetened. Okay. What's something you're doing? Uh, what are you doing for some evening fun? Camping, having a family dinner and game night, spending time in a sauna and getting massages, playing mini golf, watching the newest scary movie, going to karaoke night, hiking, stargazing and listening to music, going to a pottery painting studio, having a late night at the zoo. Hmm. I would love to spend time at a sauna and get massages personally. But what about you, Eric? Well, I love a, a nice dinner and a little family interaction. So we're going to go with that family dinner and a game night. That sounds like fun too. Pick a food related memory, fish and chips on the boardwalk, family barbecue in the backyard, hot chocolate with marshmallows in the winter, decorating gingerbread houses, summer berry picking, taste testing food at the carnival, Spring tea parties, childhood birthday parties, homemade soup on sick days, or trick-or-treating. I used to pick berries at my grandmother's backyard during summer, so I'm going to go with that one. Wait a minute. That's so funny. I used to do that um, at my grandparents' cabin in North Carolina. They had a blackberry bush, and we'd go pick like fresh blackberries in the summertime. Well, that's what I picked, blackberries. That's interesting. Oh, it's fun. It was cute. I actually, um, that was like the only fruit when I was a kid that I would actually eat because um, I would just get to pick them right off. And some of them would be really, really sour and tart, but some of them you get like a really sweet one and that would be, oh, it was so much fun. Um, but anyway, related back to this, I don't know, food, so a food related memory, I guess family barbecues in the backyard because we used to do that a lot in the summertime. And I kind of remember how my mom would like kind of get all of us together and do that a lot. So, okay. Bedtime. 
Pick a color for your pajamas. Black, purple, navy, brown, pink, gold, red, white, sage, forest green. Sage. Spicy. Um, Eric, what color are you choosing? Navy. Oh, a very mysterious. I'm going purple. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary there. And pick a pet to take home. A poodle, Siamese cat, lizard, chinchilla, husky, pony, tuxedo cat, lovebirds. Uh, that kind of dog, Zolo Zuculintili? I have no idea how to pronounce Whoa. that. It's spelled X-O-L-O-I-T-Z-C-U-I-N-T-L-I. Zolizakuntli? Zolizakuntli? I don't know. Anyway, no, I'll just take plants instead. <laughs> he, he looks like a, a Jim Henson puppet. That's so funny. Um, anyway, which one of these pets are you choosing? I'm looking at my dog right now, and honestly, I'm taking the plants. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, we already had a Siamese cat when I was really young. The tuxedo cat. I'm a cat. I'm a cat person. So I think I'm going to go with the tuxedo cat. All right. Done with quiz. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Interesting. Okay. These are these are not nostalgic foods, actually. These are new princesses. So I'm a little bit irritated by this quiz that they said nostalgic Disney dessert when these are not that nostalgic. But, you know, I rest my case. So for... Eric will read yours first. Eric, you got Mounds of Truffles from Frozen. Like Anna, you love chocolate, so feast away. All right. Huh. Okay. And then mine is Rapunzel's Chocolate Chip Cookies from Tangled. Nothing like a plate of warm, right-from-the-oven homemade cookies. I have to laugh a little bit because I feel like this quiz got reversed. I know Eric loves a good chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) And he knows that I love chocolate. Cookie, yet. So they flipped us, I think, which is kind of funny. But um, but yeah. All right. So, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning oh. into another episode of Two Finger Point. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, comment, um, anywhere that you can find us. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, and we have our own website, twofingerpointpodcast.com. And that's two finger point with the two spelled out T-W-O. Um, and if you guys have any stories or you want to write in a comment or have us, you know, shout something out on the podcast, write into our website and like, let us know. We love to hear from you guys. Um, and thanks again, Eric, for stopping by and joining me so that I wasn't here alone by myself. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. We hope you come back again and, um, we'll have to see how your pin trading goes, how we can catch up with that. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Looking forward to it. All right, guys. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok by following Two Finger Point Podcast. That's the number two spelled out, T-W-O, Finger Point Podcast. If you'd like to hear your story, have a question, or even be a guest on the podcast, visit twofingerpointpodcast.com and click on our contact page. 
We'll see you next week for Two Finger Point Tuesday. But until then, have a magical day.